Hello and welcome to Subject ACT. This is your host Fazana on 2XXFM Canberra Community Radio. In this evening's program, we are taking a deep dive into Canberra's art, music and creative scene. Our first guest is street artist, muralist and illustrator Yanni, who runs his business under the name Happy Decay. Yanni was a Canberra-based artist for 10 years before expanding his practice along Australia's south coast. He joins us over Zoom this evening to discuss his work and experiences of being a Canberra-based visual artist. Yanni, thank you so much for being here this evening. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Rosanna. So tell me about your business, Happy Decay, and the different types of art that you do. Okay, yeah, so um, Happy Decay is my main kind of um, way that I make a a living. So it's a mixed bag of kind of um, artistic adventures, you could say. Um, But the core of it is is mural work and doing street art. And so, but I've also got that other skill level of of doing illustration, which is kind of um, hand in hand with um, doing mural work because you've got to create the create the visuals before you paint them so and that's another thing too I always create my own kind of visuals for my murals and street art so yeah. So is it mainly public art that you do? Yeah it's it's I mean there's a once again it's a mixed bag thing there it's you know doing commercial work as well as community work so I kind of focus on on both of them you know it's kind of a whatever helps to make um you know getting paid to be able to paint murals to do the job but in saying that I don't do any type of mural I also do focus on some of my core beliefs and and try and align that with clients and community projects. What are some of the main themes in your work and how would you describe your style? Yeah oh oh, that's a good question (laughs) I'm probably quite diverse in my style like that's you know whenever when I first studied you know um, fine arts and that I was kind of like you know I used to like um, I don't know if you you may know Lunik's kind of work he's quite cartoony and things like that and then you kind of got um, Renaissance and Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci and artists like that and I've always just loved the kind of super detailed stuff as well and textual work and then I kind of like the simplified kind of yeah work as well so that's kind of yeah a bit of my influence so when it comes to my own work yeah it's probably like I worked on this kind of playful colorful kind of idea and you know with a bit of splash of quirkiness to it but um yeah kind of yeah so skill set is quite diverse but it's got a certain flavour about it, so kind of, yeah, playful and a bit of quirky, yeah. What do you think inspires you when you're thinking of pieces that you want to create? Uh, so it's probably, that probably comes back even into my name, Happy Decay, and it's kind of like that concept of, you know, you might see an area in an urban area or rural area where it's probably a bit neglected or I might I get inspired by the idea of, oh, can I help improve this space for people? I've got to access it and use that space on a, you know, on a daily basis or whenever, just to give it a bit of a different kind of feel. Or, or I guess, yeah, trying to be a bit, bring something positive out of the negative. Yeah, so that's kind of my inspiration <laughs> at core anyway. It's probably lots of other things, but that's just yeah, one of the main ones there. So how did you get started as an artist based in Canberra? Yeah, well, that's um, <laughs> that's a, that's a <laughs> It's a funny one because it's kind of um, like, you know, like everyone else, they, I mean, some people know what they want to do and some people don't know what they want to do and they finished uh, high school or college. I finished up at Dixon College there and I have to admit, I kind of um, travelled and just kind of took a couple of years out because I wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to do. Drawing and doing art is always something that I have done, but I never you know, thought it's, oh, yeah, it's a thing that you do for a living kind of thing. <laughs> that sounds funny. And then... Um, just traveling and a friend of mine said oh you should go to you know you should go to art school 
<laughs> you just started going to art school. He said, oh, there, you know, you draw and do all your art there and that. And so kind of, yeah, it's probably through a friend. And, and it was just all, it was this perfect match. So I kind of went to ANU um, School of Art there. And it was just like awesome because it's like, oh, right. <laughs> I could tell people I was going to university and they go, oh, awesome. And I get to draw all day. <laughs> so was it after finishing university that you started your own business? In regards to making a living from art, it took a lot longer than that. It was probably like, you know, like once again, once you finish art school and you kind of think, all right, now you got to start, you know, I had no idea, to be honest, about the idea of, oh, you, you know, making a living from it. It's just something I just did and you kind of don't join those dots that much. So it was probably like, you know, four or five years after um, finishing up at art school, just, you know, doing little um, exhibitions and things like that and trying to make ways to make money and that just becomes like you've got to get a job to try and support your job of being an artist that was pretty um (laughs) brutal and and that's probably where where another person said you should look at you know graphic design you can still be creative and you know you can yeah you can get a job like because the funny thing is you you never see in you know in the newspapers and they'd be like oh we're looking for an artist (laughs) I mean unless you've got a specific skill set so kind of doing graphic design kind of gave me that kind of specific skill set. And so I kind of, um, yeah, was doing graphic design for a while. as my own business and then and just did my art in the background. So, full, yeah, long story short, I was just doing my own business, graphic design, doing my art inside, trying to look for artistic kind of based projects and that, and that was just, yeah, really hard. And then actually it was at a design conference where I saw a mural artist giving a presentation there and it was like it was like oh right wow this person's actually just making I just saw it as someone making um, a living from at the core of it it's just about someone doing their art really I mean I'm sure there's things to tick boxes with once you start working with clients and that but in general so the last probably five years or so it's just become my way of making a living as well as being able to do my art which is yeah so what are some of the major projects and clients you worked with while you were a Canberra-based artist Yes, so I've worked with quite a few there now, like um, both private and commercial and also through government departments and that. It's quite good with Canberra. It's kind of um, focusing on street art a little bit more in regards to making it something that's good for the public. So I've kind of, I've done a few different projects around one, some people may have seen, there was the in Woden Town Square, the big panda bear with the, the rainbow overarching it. And so that was for TCCS, which is Transport Canberra and City Services. So I've done a couple of projects for them, which has been good, working with community projects and different youth groups and that to help create a better space in some of the environments that we've gone and painted in and that. Or just to give an alternative to, like, to say, for example, construction sites have got all this boarding around them. So it's kind of something that's kind of slowly it will get degraded and also, too, it's not such a pretty thing to have to look at. So doing this street arts help to kind of invigorate it a bit. I like to work on areas outside of the main part of Canberra just to help bring a bit of colour to some places that might sometimes get those kind of um, opportunities or um, funding towards. So I was able to work with... Mura Lenyon Youth and Community Centre in Canberra. So, and that was a good one. That's a um, combination of a skate park in front of the actual youth centre. So, you, so it's public public art that you can see from you know, the road or if you're going to the skate park. What did you love about being an artist based in Canberra? Yeah, I spent probably about 10 years, lived in Canberra for 10 years. And majority of that was doing um, 
my training as an artist. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, going to university. Uh, I'm going to TAFE to learn graphic design. And so a lot of my core art practices were developed in, in Canberra. A lot of people, some people bag out Canberra. I quite like Canberra. I find it quite a, a nice hub, like coming from a small country town. So I kind of like, it was like a big, you know, big country town, so to speak, like Canberra. And yeah, you, you kind of got access to a lot of um, kind of, uh, I guess, art. You know, you got graffiti and street art on one end, and then you kind of got this other kind of, you know, the, the galleries and other cultural kind of experiences. So it's kind of got a good, yeah, broad range. And would you say there are lots of um, spaces around Canberra that would need splashes of colour and quirk? Well, that's something once you, uh, yeah, you just walk around a city you can, or even the suburbs and that, you can always look at a wall and say, oh, this could, you know, if we could paint this wall, it would make a difference. You know, like I, I could pretty much walk into any of the suburbs or even the city that you could just say, oh, yeah, definitely if we painted a mural there, that could help to invigorate the area or, you know, just um, make it more engaging or something like that. So, yeah, I'd say yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, yes and yes. Uh, yeah. And you probably can see the same sometimes. Maybe you will see a mural already being painted. Then you go, oh, that's something different. And it's kind of made that space a bit different mm-hmm. to what it was like, whether it's an alleyway or whether it's just a big, massive kind of concrete wall or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, you, yeah, you may have been aware that there is a um, street art kind of uh, mural festival coming up in Canberra next in March next year. And they kind of started that. It's going to be based around the Braddon area. Uh, so yes kind of see some more murals happening even though there are lots of murals kind of scattered throughout Canberra but so what you're talking about here is the surface street art festival that is going to be held in Canberra in 2022 tell me about how you're going to be participating in that festival yeah so um just like many of that she's got invited and then um you get a, a wall dedicated to you and that so I will actually just be painting a it's going to be on the Canberra Centre. I will be working with the community as well on it. So I'll be coming up with a design, but then also there'll be people um, from the public coming to help um, paint the mural. So it'll be like a yeah, community-focused project as well. So that'll be fun. And what advice would you give to other Canberra-based artists who are just starting out in their artistic practice? I mean, there's, there's two parts. If you're looking at just from doing your art, just for whatever reason, you can, the good thing is you can always just do your art no matter what. Like it's a different animal once you switch over into saying, oh, I'm going to do my art and I'm going to make a living from it. So that probably to ask yourself, you know, what what's, is art for yourself? And, but like, if you're saying, oh, I want to be creative and like I say, it's probably, you know, who knows, sometimes it is a long road. Sometimes it's a short road. It's just opportunities open up in different ways for different people. Like I don't know the formula to say, oh, this is the, you know, what you could do when you're going to be successful because I've seen a cross-section of different kind of people um, coming as an artist, being full-time, making a living from it, and they're all come at it different ways and different skill sets and that. So once you're an artist, in as an individual, you've got to be all these other things as well. Like reality is you're not going to have someone manage you and go out there and look for the work and do all that for you and, and make sure that they're making payment and making the sales and making the calls and booking things. Okay, then you may get a, something in that situation that be if it works for you, that's good and that. But in general, for yourself, you just got to, yeah, you just got to educate yourself as best you can. And by that, I mean, like from a business perspective, just to get your head around what is all these things about, like, oh, <laughs> sounds funny, but meetings and and you know making a sale that's a, it's a sounds funny and lots of people don't like to talk about it but making a sale is is really that's the transition of 
you taking your art and making a living from it is actually getting um, someone to actually go, yeah, I want to, you know, engage your services to create create this artwork. Once again, there's still the other side. You can just do your work as you like. And you, if you're driven by it, you'll just pick those things up too because you like kind of just know that's what you've got to do, so you'll do it. This is Fazana for Subject ACT on 2XXFM Canberra Community Radio. 2XXFM provides access to enable individuals and groups to participate in creating a diverse alternative to mainstream radio with an emphasis on the local community. You are able to support the station by subscribing, donating, sponsoring or volunteering. Tonight's program celebrates the world of creativity, music and art hidden away in Australia's capital city. Our next guest this evening is Keo, who is a local producer and owner of Darling Street Studios, the brand new modular creative space located in Mitchell ACT. Keo, thank you for joining me this evening. No worries. So what was the original vision for your studio before it was built? It's the second iteration of a, a creative space that I've built in my life. I um, kind of did a beta test, you know, 10 years ago in a garage, and it was a total failure i i tried to build this floating floor and i couldn't build a floating floor at the time (laughs) which is a really complex kind of thing to do and you know i I didn't really have the skill set and uh it flooded and so i lost like all this money and equipment and stuff so what is a floating floor a floating a floating floor is uh just you kind of build a frame on the floor and you fill it with a a substrate uh and you it's it's kind of disconnected from the actual uh slab it helps with um acoustic uh, isolation I uh, I didn't do a very good one 10 years ago. Um, so I guess like in the back of my mind, I always wanted to, you know, prove to myself that I could build a studio really well because it's something that I felt that I could do. But it's just been a dream of mine for a very, very long time. And I just found myself in a position where I, you know, if, if I tick these boxes, if I, you know, A, B, C comes together, I'm like, oh my God, I can actually do this. And yeah, I mean, the vision itself was kind of based in... Um, my love for music as cliche as that is and and you know art and i just i wanted to make this space that was uh easily accessible for all the creatives in the town yeah i think that was that was really the the inception of how the studio build started and you built most of it from scratch is that right uh i did a lot of it myself um i had to get builders in um for some you know significant you know like load-bearing kind of structure (laughs) needed to be done professionally and doors and windows but i uh i did all the acoustic treatment um using software and a lot of testing and i went kind of absolutely i I, it's not kind of at all i went absolutely insane doing (laughs) all the internal structuring and trying to like the feng shui and the flow of the place like it, it was just way more complicated than i ever thought it would be and so what do you use the studio for exactly is it just music or what else do you guys do during lockdown not much at all um, yeah. but, uh, before that, there were lots of like recording sessions coming in, you know, lots of uh, local artists, um, Archie, Hope Wilkins, Smart Casual, uh, Citizen K came in for two weeks. It was great. Yeah. Like it's, it mainly has been a recording space in its early months, but it's also a photography studio. It's a modular space. I kind of designed it that way just because 
I'm, you know, I like to juggle many things and spin many plates at once for no reason. Um, so yeah, uh, lots of f- photography stuff as well. And that's, that's pretty much basically what the space is for. And so it was built around the time that COVID-19 really hit. Is that right? Actually, uh, COVID was more of a um, driver to decide to build the place because, you know, everything shut down. I had I was working at ANU at the time in the recording studio. I had access and that's where I was working from. I was kind of, you know, getting familiar with the environment. And then, you know, the world shut down and I lost access to that space. And I tried to move like a little mini studio into the, into the apartment that I was living in at the time on campus. But that was also a problem because I was, you know, it was too much noise and it was too small and I couldn't have bands in there. It was useless. So... I was like, uh, you know, it's kind of now or never. I need my own space. I need to be able to control my own life. This is kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's COVID or something else, um, something inevitably is going to come up in my life. I'm just the kind of person that wants to be their own boss, you know. Like mm-hmm. I, it wasn't anything, um, there wasn't anything political going on um, that made me like push in that direction. I just really wanted to have uh, COVID, COVID push me in the direction of, of trying to just take control of my own life. What are some of the most um, exciting pieces you've worked on or produced at the studio? Everything has its own flavour. Uh, I learned something different from everything that kind of comes through there. In the beginning, Lucy Sugarman was through there with all her um, visual media stuff, new press pack. And that was just me sitting on a floor with a, like a uh, compressed air gun blowing toilet paper in the air as a photographer you know took photos of her and toilet paper in the air that was really fun you know (laughs) um and then um but then there's like hope wilkins i had a really good like long session with her like five days in the studio just straight and i produced a track for her archie's greener at the beginning was awesome as well that was you know that um, that was more drawn out. It wasn't just five-day block. It was like, you know, little pieces here and there. But the whole process was really enjoyable. And the two weeks of Citizen K was incredible as well. So what do you love most about working with local artists? Music enables connection. And you get to understand someone on a really intimate level. And you're kind of like forming um, an idea of the world around you through songs. <laughs> it's a very strange way of kind of forming an image of the world, I guess, but it it's a really beautiful experience because um, when someone writes a song and I try and enable that for them as the producer, then it's like, yeah, you have to be very deeply connected to that person and to be very deeply connected to that person, you have to free yourself from what you think you know about people, I guess, because everyone's completely different. So I guess like just learning about the world and trying to grow as a human being. Also, I would say um, it's important for Canberra to have these access points for young creatives to really explore deeply who they are as creative people. And I'm really proud of Darling Street in that sense because it allows, it kind of enables that. And it's an exciting thing being able to see, you know, these young emerging artists come through the studio and then leave with something that they're incredibly proud of. Um, and to facilitate that in whatever way that we can, um, whether it be through audio or through the visual world, has been really exhilarating and really rewarding after build, you know, taking all these risks to get the studio up and running, living by the grit of my teeth, you know, really not knowing what the outcome is going to be and then being able to see finally the realisation that 
it's helping people and yeah. it's a really beautiful thing. And how would you describe the creative scene in Canberra? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, Canberra's, Canberra's a beautiful city, first of all, um, in all senses. I love living here and particularly because uh, it's kind of like a hidden cultural diamond of Australia. I've, I've lived in uh, a few of the major cities in Australia and as well as overseas before um, and being, you know, as connected to the, um, the creative scenes in those places as I possibly could have been. Enough to have an idea that when I came to Canberra and I saw what was here, I was like, whoa, like this place is amazing. And really what I'm talking about is the amount of talent here. It's, it's extremely deep. Um, the reserve, uh, you know, the pool of young musicians, you know, experienced musicians, professionals, and, and it's, ugh, I've never seen anything like it. I really mean that. And it's so diverse too. It's not just like one genre. It's like, you know, there's EDM artists, there's like incredible, like world-class jazz musicians. There's, yeah, it's, it, it, everything's here. Um, and it's uh, in, incredibly exciting to be amongst that. What do you think sets Darling Street Studios apart from other creative studios? Well, first of all, I'm not trying to set it apart from other creative studios. I'm just trying to do what I believe is right for the community and what I've always wanted to do in terms of my career. Um, if it is a little bit different, it's that it's very DIY, but in a very professional framework. And I, I really like how comfortable it makes people feel. It's meant to not be this commercial enterprise. It's not meant to be publicly facing as like this very hardline commercial space. It's just a humble few rooms that I put together that everyone is welcome at and is adaptable to pretty much any creative project goal that people have approached us for. And what are some of the future objectives for Darling Street Studios? Uh, it really is just about building the community around Darling Street. I just want to have as many people come through there as possible, um, paying or not. Over time, I think the, you know, the, the cultural hype will build to a point that we have a bit of a family going on. It's already kind of like in place at the moment. Um, and, and then, you know, we'll, we'll run some events. And I mean, the, commercially, like Harry and I's goals are to expand eventually. It's not the biggest space in the world, especially, you know, talking about like photography. We could really use a whole separate unit. And that would enable uh, us to kind of really in, in parallel or tandem operate the business uh, as an audio suite and a photography slash video suite and that would mean really great things for us and you know how do you engage with artists to use your services or your studios uh well there hasn't really been any marketing um at all except for word of mouth so it's it's just been it, it we're living in a kind of a social media world and you know typically um our industry demographic you know, our clientele is made up of people with, to whatever extent, social media following. So when they walk into like a new studio, they want to do a story on Instagram or something, um, or, you know, they their following ends up, ends up seeing the content that's made out of Darling Street and that kind of like spreads the word. Um, and that was working really, really well for us before lockdown. And yeah, it's just going to take another couple of months, I reckon, to rebuild that momentum now that we're out of it. And why is this something that you are passionate about? 
I've, you know, of all the jobs that I've had in my life, I, I've never really fully felt like I was in the right place. And something very deep down within me was kind of just telling me to take control of myself and to make my own pathway and be the driver and, and not let anyone else, you know, do that on my behalf. And I think like me being a business owner is just kind of, you know, life's way of manifesting that for me. Yeah, it's been exciting. So you started out playing a lot of different instruments? I, I started breaking into my family's living room and <laughs> playing on the forbidden organ <laughs> when I was, you know, <laughs> super, super young. Um, and I've, yeah, I've always been a bit of a rebel in that way. But I am um, classically trained on clarinet from when I was eight, but then I became all like, you know, contemporary and jazz. I went back to, I started teaching myself um, piano when I was like 15 um, and, you know, I was in rock bands and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, played like some guitar and bass and stuff and mm. really just fell into the producer role because it's just, it was like this kind of a gap yeah. where wherever I was, like, it was just like, well, I can, everyone needed someone to record them always. And I was lucky enough to have the the tools to be able to do that for them. And has that been an interesting transition going from making your own music to helping other people make music? It was a natural transition. I think it always just made sense. It's uh, it's it's yeah, it's a hard it is interesting. It's hard to balance uh because you don't want to lose the connection to your own voice as a musician as well. And you know, you you have to put on a different hat every time you're working with a different artist. Mm-hmm. I'm working with like indie rock or I'm working with a pop artist or I'm working with, you know, jazz or, you know, R&B. The transition from where I started to where I am now feels really positive and has just connected me to the community. This is Fazana for Subject ACT on 2XXFM Canberra Community Radio. This evening's program was all about creativity in the nation's capital. We spoke with visual artist Yani and local producer Keo about their creative practices and their experiences of being Canberra-based artists. I'd like to thank our guests this evening for their time and the life, culture and vibrancy they have contributed to our local community. I hope you enjoyed this evening's program. Thank you and good night. (music) 